Retrospective Podcast, Episode 10. Hello and welcome to the Retrospective Podcast. My name is Dean Abbott and I'm the author of the essays found at my website, deanabbott.com. That's D-E-A-N-A-B-B-O-T-T dot com. And I'm also host of this companion podcast. Each week I compose a new essay and read it here. Text versions of the essays can be found in the column archive at deanabbott.com. The podcasts can also be found at retrospectivepodcast.podbean.com or in the iTunes store. If you like the show, I'd ask that you stop by the iTunes store and write a review. Of course, I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to contact the show, you can do so by emailing me at retrospectivepodcast at gmail.com. Before I start this week's show, I'd like to let you know I've launched a second podcast. This one is a long-form show devoted to retro and Americana topics. You can hear it at neighborhoodalmanac.podbean.com. The current episode features an interview with Tad Myers, a Texas photographer documenting American companies that continue making their products by hand. If you enjoy the retrospective podcast, I feel sure you'll like Your Neighborhood Almanac as well. Now, here's this week's essay. If you're anything like me, you've had just about enough of geese in costumes. These things are turning up everywhere. Drive down the sunniest street in town and they'll be there. Visit the folks back home and you'll see them skulking around the door. Drop off a casserole for that bereaved neighbor and they'll be eyeing you from around the corner. Lie quiet in your bed at night and you can hear them sneaking into the yard. Such stealth is quite remarkable given that they are made of concrete. These lumps of manufactured stone are, in spite of their obvious menace, apparently beloved by thousands. I cannot say precisely what compels people to take a lump of concrete and shape it into the form of a pesky, aggressive fowl, then to take that form and dress it up as, say, one of the founding fathers, but I'm pretty sure it's not a healthy impulse. I mean, anyone who likes having people come to her door and say, oh, look what you've done with your goose, only to respond, that's not a goose, silly, that's James Madison, has got something going on that's not altogether normal. I've begun to suspect that concrete goose enthusiasm has a dark side. The behavior of even the most casual goose dresser confirms my thesis. The concrete goose must secretly be regarded with fear as a sign of impending destruction. Why else would people feel the need to disguise them as butterflies? One website offers to sell you a devil costume for your goose. What greater sign of ambivalence could there be than the fact that some people would prefer to come home late at night to find Satan standing in their yard rather than a concrete goose? No one knows for sure how this trend started, so I will answer this question by employing a revered research technique used by scholars everywhere. I'm going to just make something up. The phenomenon suggests conspiracy. I imagine it started with an old lady, the sweet and gentle-looking kind who recruited the goose for a lunch money grab. The old lady was the brains. The goose was the muscle. 
His icy stare no doubt intimidated countless kids into surrendering dimes and quarters. Eventually, the kids must have caught on and started avoiding the yard, taking the long way around. So, Granny up the ante. To keep the kids flowing by, the goose needed a disguise. Thus, a trend was born. No doubt the disguise worked most of the time, though it's easy to imagine a particularly savvy third grader seeing through it. Here he comes, strolling up the sidewalk, and the goose tries to lure him in. Psst, the goose whispers. Hey, kid, over here. The boy is startled. Oh, no, a goose, he shouts and turns tail and runs in the opposite direction. As he moves, he can hear the goose shouting, I ain't a goose, kid. I'm a ladybug. Just look at my shiny black spots. All this came to me last weekend when my wife pointed to a page of goose outfits in a catalog she'd received. I did not react well. The very presence of that page in our home, I felt, could implicate us in this ongoing concrete goose racket. Throw that out, I demanded. She dropped it in the recycling bin. That's why she must have been surprised to return home to find I had dug it out and was in the backyard setting it on fire. Are you cooking out tonight? she asked. Nope, I said. Just getting rid of the evidence. This has been the Retrospective Podcast. Thank you for listening. Ha, 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 ha.